For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in our number two of the program here on Tuesday morning. And we spent the first hour talking about what else would you talk about in the morning? Donuts and coffee, right? But we talked about donuts because Jessica Machado wrote an article yesterday. She's back from vacation. So if you missed her last night on South Coast Tonight, uh, the podcast is available for you at WBSM.com. And on the WBSM app and probably should be populating around wherever you get podcasts otherwise around this time. So you can check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, uh, what else, Stitcher, anywhere else you might get podcasts, you can find it now. Uh, but the discussion in her article is about how Massachusetts deserves another crack at Krispy Kreme. They tried to come here in Massachusetts and Rhode Island in the early 2000s. And it didn't last. Lasted about four years that they had shops open. I think Medford, Dedham. Uh, I'm not sure where else there were in Massachusetts. There was one in Cranston, Rhode Island. And then they also tried putting them in uh, Shaw's supermarkets. The Shaw's that was here in Fairhaven, behind where I'm sitting now, they carried them. And I think that's the first time I had a Krispy Kreme donut was from Shaw's. You know, it was kind of uh, an impulse buy while doing the shopping and grabbed them up, took them home, warmed it up as they suggested that you do, you know, heated it up in the microwave for a few seconds. And I was like, oh, these, these are pretty good, but very sweet. And everybody was like, oh, you've got to have them really fresh out of the oven from the actual store. And so when they opened in Dedham, I would stop there sometimes coming home from the Celtics, but never really became a Krispy Kreme devotee. They're okay. A little too sweet for me. But in her article, she writes about, you know, people go from Massachusetts to Connecticut to get them. I guess there's one, was, is one of the casinos, I think there's one. People who are serious fans of it, though, are serious fans of it. And Jessica writes in the article, you know, is it possible that Krispy Kreme could come in and make a dent in the Dunkin' business? And she's getting all kinds of comments about it on the WBSM Facebook page. So you can join in the conversation there. You can also send me an app chat message on the WBSM app or an open line voicemail on the WBSM app. Or you can call in at 508-996-0500. As I commented on the article 
on the WBSM Facebook page. If I have to go for a chain place, which, you know, it's it's okay. You can visit chains and visit mom and pop independence too. We've talked about this before. Just because you go to a chain and get something doesn't mean that you want to see locally owned businesses fail. Most of these chains are franchised by local people and employ local people anyway. So I don't, I don't like that mindset of don't go to chains. But if I had to pick a chain that I would want to go to, I wish, I wish Mr. Donut could make a comeback. The real Mr. Donut could make a comeback. Not the Mr. Donut toward the end where I think Duncan had already bought it. The Mr. Donuts were far more ubiquitous to me, or at least they stand out more in my mind from growing up, than the Duncan do. When I was young, my, my family's from Randolph originally. My mom and dad both grew up there. My grandparents both lived, you know, both sets of grandparents still lived there when I was a kid. So we would go to the Mr. Donut at the Braintree Five Corners. And you didn't even need to be at the Five Corners before you would start to smell those donuts. Smell that coffee brewing. And the same thing would happen when we would go to the Westgate Mall. We always walked in. There was a Bradley's at one end. And if we didn't walk into the Bradley's entrance directly, we walked into the mall entrance right next to Bradley's. And when you first walked in the door, right next to that was Mr. Donut. And you open the door and those delicious smells hit your nose. You're breathing in the smell of the fresh brewed coffee. And I'm assuming in those days they baked the, the, the donuts in, in the building, in, in, right in the restaurant there, right in the shop. You're smelling the... the, the uh, the crullers and the donuts and everything, the muffins. And then you walk down a little bit down that corridor to head into like the main walkway of the mall. And at the end of that wing was the tobacconist. So you went from the delicious smells of coffee and donuts to the smells that came out of the tobacconist, which as much as I don't like smoking, I do like the smell of tobacco. Maybe it's nostalgic for me because it makes me think of my grandparents and being at their house. But, you know, you smell that, that cherry wood pipe tobacco. That's, and then you would always walk by. They had those, uh, those statues that were popular in the 80s where it was like W.C. Fields or the Three Stooges. They were like a small body with a big head. And they were maybe about, I don't know, two feet tall. I always wanted to have the Marx Brothers ones of those, but... Never never found them when I could actually afford them. My uncle had the Three Stooges collection. He had all Three Stooges. But yeah, you would go down there and smell all those smells too. And then I don't even know what else was in there. I know there was a Woolworth with a lunch counter. There might have been like an Auntie Anne's pretzel. Probably an Orange Julius. I was, a, I was an Orange Julius guy. Loved the Pineapple Julius too. But that's what I'll always remember. And to me, that's what a coffee shop smells like. So that's, if I could bring back a chain, that, that'd be the, the one that I would. But I don't know that Krispy Kreme can make a dent in Dunkin'. I don't know that they would have to. I think you just have to have a couple of shops that can be successful. And I think people have changed their donut habits since 
Krispy Kreme tried to come here? For a couple of reasons. One, we have all these specialty donut shops that have opened up. We have the appreciation for classics like Ma's, now Grandma's Donuts, Friendly Donuts, places where people said, what would, be, you know, what, would, what would life be like if we didn't have access to these donuts? You've had new places come in like Donut Shop that, you know, goes over the top with their creations. So it's not just about getting your donuts at Dunkin' anymore. And in fact, I know a lot of people that don't get them at Dunkin' anymore because they're twice the price and half the size that they used to be. They're not made in the store. They're shipped in from more centralized stores that bake or more centralized bakeries. So it's just not the same for a lot of people. A Krispy Kreme, you would go there. They would have the hot light on. You know that they're baking those donuts fresh. And you could go there and get one right off the, right off the line. So I do think it could it could be successful if somebody tried it again. But Jessica in her article writes pretty much the same thing that she thinks that the time has come for it to get another chance. And you can sound off with your thoughts on the WBSM Facebook page or call me 508-996-0500. You can also send me an app chat message as well. Just going to give you a, a taste, no pun intended, of some of the comments that are coming in. Uh, let's see. That's because they make donuts, not coffee, says Tom. Uh, let's see. Jay says, I'd enjoy a chain that actually makes good donuts. Convenient coffee shouldn't be the focus everywhere, uh, which is a good point because there's a lot of people who are complaining about the coffee that they have at Krispy Kreme. And okay, but I don't know that that's what they care about. They're getting you in there for the donuts. Uh, Michael says, bring, please bring them back. Great donuts, but lousy coffee. Keith says, mouthful of sugar. That's, that's kind of how I felt about it. I mean, I wouldn't call it a mouthful of sugar. Like, it's not overwhelmingly sweet, but it's too sweet for me. Maybe not for you. Uh, just reading some more here. I feel like there's enough snowbirds these days to give Krispy Kreme a fighting chance. Go to Market Basket. They have the best donuts. Donuts were good, but horrible coffee. This really, this really has turned into a, uh, <laughs> a requiem on coffee here. Somebody told me the last, this is from uh, Martha. Somebody told me the last time around that they failed the last time around was because Krispy Kreme didn't pay enough attention to their coffee. If Duncan never sold another donut, they'd survive. And that's a good point. That's a great point that... That's why there could be room for both in the marketplace. You each do what it is that you do better. Duncan took the donuts out of their name. And I, I think that that was a wise move because it became less of a focus for them. They've got other things that they offer now. Other things to make it worth your time to go there. So I understand making that change. Anyway, I don't want to spend all day talking about donuts, but we can if you want to. 508-996-0500. I think that uh, Jessica's article is right on the money, and it's, it's going viral locally. People are talking about it. People are sharing it around. Maybe Krispy Kreme catches wind of it and says, oh, it looks like the South Coast is interested. 
Maybe we can try a little something again. They did have a, for a while, they were in a bunch of um, smaller shops, convenience stores. Maybe they could go with a format like that again. But hey, you know me. I'm all for choices, all for diversity, diversity of choice. Uh, one other thing that I asked earlier in the last hour, we were talking about giveaways because we have some giveaways going on for you right now at WBSM.com and on the app. You have your chance to win a $500 gift card, which will really help with back to school. You have a chance to win tickets to see the New Bedford Festival Theater's production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. We will give those tickets away sometime this hour. So head on over to WBSM.com and the app right now to enter to win those. And then we also have your chance to enter to win tickets to see Brett Michaels' Party Gras Tour at Xfinity Center in Mansfield. And as I mentioned in the last hour, Live Nation and Brett Michaels have given us more tickets to give away to that show because of the overwhelming response that we've had from people that want to win them. So we're going to be giving away a special extra pair every day that you can win by answering a trivia question that we will put out on the WBSM app at some point today. It won't be during the show. You'll have to have the app right by you throughout the course of the day. And when that question goes out, if you know the answer, send it back in an app chat. And then you'll be entered to win. We'll take all the correct entries and we'll randomly draw a name with our random, our random uh, name selector. And we will let you know if you are the winner. So, again, download the app if you haven't already. Because you're going to get that alert at some point asking you that trivia question. It could be about Brett. It could be about Poison. It could be about some of the other acts on the tour. It could be about 80s music all, all uh, 80s music overall. It could be about 80s fashion. Maybe the question might be, what was the preferred hairspray of 1980s hairbands? That's an easy one, though. That won't be the question. But I think we all know it's Aquanet, right? Aquanet, the preferred hairspray of every 80s hair metal band and my mom. I can't believe, when I look back at photos from when I was in middle school in the early 90s, I can't believe how high the girls got their hair. I'm talking like they gained another foot and a half of height off this hair. So it was, you know, it was, it was the girls in my middle school class and the guys in my favorite bands <laughs> that were all doing it. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Going to take a break. Be back in a few moments. See you later, Radigator. Well, I saw my baby walking. And you'll be saying, see you later, alligator. Well, not until after the end of Joe Jesus' 50s night. It's returning to downtown New Bedford on Thursday, July 22nd. July 22nd, sorry. Thursday, July 20th. I don't know 
why I combine words so much today. But it is the second year in a row that WBSM will be throwing it back to the 50s with a special broadcast before, during, and after the event. That's right. We'll be splitting all the stacks of wax, all the platters that matter right here on 1420 AM, 99.5 FM, and the WBSM app. We'll be playing exclusively 50s tunes that the whole family can enjoy from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m., followed by a special two hours of backseat music from Mom and Pop from 10 to midnight. And this special broadcast is brought to you by Leach Auto Body, Shooting Supply, Empire Ford Inc. of Fall River, formerly known as First Ford, and Market Basket. So uh, we are going to be having all those 50s hits for you on Thursday, July 20th, as part of Joe Jesus's 50s night in downtown New Bedford. Hope that you all turn out for that. And, you know, if you've, if you've got the 50s regalia, if you've got the outfit to wear, all the better for you. I'll probably wear another Hawaiian shirt like I did last year because I don't know. I don't think anybody wants to see me in a poodle skirt and it's too hot for a leather jacket. Although, you know, I could have, could have gone for the, the Fonzie hair. The, the ducktail there, but uh, instead I'm going to just get my, my regular haircut because it's too hot, too hot for all of that. But maybe you want to dress up. You know, if you remember, Joe used to walk around in his, in his Elvis outfit. But then again, Joe was always dressed to the nines. He always looked good. So that'll be happening on Thursday, July 20th. Looking forward to all of you getting out there and taking part in 50s night. We will have our WBSM booth set up. And I think we're going to be over in the area near Family Dollar. Uh, on Purchase Street. So if you want to come and hang out with us, we'll be down there. I know I'll be there. Uh, I think Chris McCarthy's going to stop by. Barry might come by. Jess might come by because she's got the night off because we'll be playing 50s music all night. So hopefully you'll get a chance to come by and say hello to everybody. Should be a great time. And of course, it's all in memory of Joe Jesus and all that he gave to New Bedford, putting on 50s night for over 30 years and really you know, keeping the spirit of the 50s alive in New Bedford. So we are going to get back to the conversation in just a few moments, and you can call in at 508-996-0500. But coming up here, we're going to be taking a break with Adam for the news. He's going to update you on all the big stories of the day. Uh, He's going to be focusing on some national stuff, but I will let you know if you had missed the story, he mentioned it earlier in the 7 o'clock news, that the young girl who was missing in the Lowell area, they did find her body Uh, in a body of water. They think that it was just a tragic accident. No foul play is suspected. Uh, But unfortunately, it looks like uh, she perished when she was out wandering around on her own. She was uh, autistic and nonverbal. And it looks like she might have fallen into the water and drowned. So they're they're still investigating exactly what happened. But, um, you know, sad news, our thoughts and prayers go out to her family and those who knew her. But right now, let's go into the WBSM newsroom with Anna Bass. President Biden is joining other NATO leaders at a summit in Lithuania. The meeting comes just as alliance member Turkey has dropped its objections to Sweden joining up, spurred by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The two-day summit also gives NATO an opportunity to reiterate its support for Ukraine. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is expected to attend the summit Wednesday and meet in person with Biden. Zelensky has been vocal about his nation's desire to join the alliance, something that's not yet being considered while the war rages. A showdown over how to fund the government could escalate as Congress returns from a two-week recess. 
House Republicans are moving to cut budgets below levels they agreed to in the debt ceiling bill brokered by Speaker Kevin McCarthy and the White House that narrowly avoided a government default. Democrats have called it a breach of the agreement and say it's increasing the risks of a government shutdown. The New York Times is shutting down its sports desk. The newspaper CEO said current sports staff will move to other desks in the newsroom and there will no longer be a freestanding sports desk. The Times says it does not have plans for layoffs. Questions about the future of its sports department were raised last year when the paper spent half a billion dollars to acquire its sports news website, The Athletic. Former sports doctor Larry Nassar is reportedly in stable condition after being repeatedly stabbed by another inmate on Sunday at a federal prison in Florida. Trey Thomas reports. NBC News reports Nassar was stabbed twice in the neck, twice in the back, and six times in the chest. He's said to have suffered a collapsed lung in the incident. Nassar was sentenced to decades in prison for sexually assaulting female athletes when he worked at USA Gymnastics at Michigan State University. I'm Trey Thomas. Conjoined twin girls are headed home after they were surgically separated at Texas Children's Hospital last month. Ella and Eliza Fuller were born by C-section on March 1st, conjoined at their abdomen and sharing liver tissues. A team of surgeons, nurses, and technicians performed the six-hour surgery to separate the twins on June 14th. The babies have recovered to the point that they can go home with their parents, Sandy and Jesse Fuller. A winning lottery ticket sold in Myrtle Beach has yet to be claimed. Tyrek Wynn has more. South Carolina lottery officials are asking Powerball players to check their tickets. A $150,000 lottery ticket was sold at Seamart store in Myrtle Beach back in January, and the time is running out for the winner to claim their prize. The winner has to claim their ticket in person at the Columbia Claim Center by this Friday at 4 p.m. If it goes unclaimed, the money will go toward educational programs across the state. I'm Tyreek Wynn. An expert witness is expected to return to the stand Tuesday in the Pittsburgh Synagogue shooter trial. Forensic, forensic psychiatrist Dr. Dr. Park Dietz was interviewed, interviewed Robert Bowers over a day th three-day period in May. After their sessions, Dietz concluded that Bowers had the capacity to form the intent to kill. If jurors agrees Bowers acted with intent, they will then decide if he should be sentenced to death. And it's July 11th, a.k.a. 7-11 Slurpee Day. To celebrate the convenience store chain's 96th birthday, anyone who stops by can get a free small Slurpee. The offer also extends to Speedway and Stripe stores. In sports, the Red Sox have hit the MLB All-Star break with a record of 48-43. and They're two games back of an American League wildcard spot. Kenley Jansen will represent the Sox on the big day stage today in Seattle. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We have a lot of sunshine in store for us today. A few clouds moving in and out of the area, but that drier air has been working its way into the area, and that's going to help us warm up with highs near 87. Overnight tonight will be clear with those humidity levels back on the rise, low of 66. And for tomorrow, another great day, maybe a pool day, mostly sunny with highs in the upper 80s. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's Newstock Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 68 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. 
Tim wants to hear your voice this morning. Even if you can't call in. Open up the WBSM app and hit open line to record a voicemail you can play on the air. Now, more Tim here on WBSM. So last night I, I went down a wham rabbit hole. I uh, was uh, getting ready to fall asleep and go to bed and started listening to some music on my phone and started listening to a bunch of wham and discovered that they had 4K versions of some of their original 80s music videos. And so I started watching those. And then that led me back to that, which is probably one of my favorite MTV performances of all time. The MTV 10 anniversary special for, for MTV's 10th anniversary. It kicked off with Tom Cruise introducing George Michael and that performance of Freedom 90, which is funny that they put that on the MTV 10th anniversary show because it's a, it's a song that's critical of MTV. It's critical of the music industry at the time because that George Michael album, Listen Without Prejudice, was about him emancipating himself from that system. So anyway, that's a great version of that song, taking an already amazing song and bringing it up into another stratosphere. So check that out on YouTube. Uh, Freedom 90 from the MTV 10 special. Watch the whole MTV 10 special. It was, it was really good. Every once in a while, I watch that uh, again on YouTube. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. How are you? How are you? Doing all right. What's on your mind? Well, I came in on time to hear a person talk about Lorraine's Coffee. We're talking coffee? Yes, yeah. I remember that place very well. Cogs All on the Avenue. It's a small place. I went there many times with my mothers and my sisters. And it's uh, very small. You could fit maybe 12 people at the counter and maybe three little tables on the side. It's no bigger than the Dunkin' Donut that's on Purchase Street. Now, has anybody mentioned, because I could have missed it, I don't know, Tim Hortons, have you been there? I have. When I went up to Canada, I went to Tim Hortons, because that's everywhere. That's like their version of Dunkin'. I, and I know there's one in Connecticut, like near the casino, but or there was. I don't know if it's still there. But um, the only time I had it was when I was in Toronto. I, I seem to remember, I mean, this was a long time ago, but Fall River had one. Okay. I'm trying to remember. I think, yeah, I think I remember the same, yeah. Newton, Newton Street, maybe? I don't know. I, I, never went, I never went to it, unfortunately. But I like the coffee well, there. They have really good coffee. Yeah. What about vendor trucks? You ever buy any food or coffee on these trucks you see parked in the street sometimes? My dad used to, used to drive one back uh, when I was a little kid. He had a canteen truck that he would drive to. You know, every day he had his route that he would go out on, and then weekends he would bring it different places. Yeah, no, that, that's I, I grew up eating off a canteen truck. So you was on the truck with him? Um, No, I, I don't think I ever rode on the truck with him. 
No, but, um, you know, we would go and see him like my mom would take me to where he was. What a nice luxury to have whatever you want. Oh, no, no. Father, oh, no, no. Right? Oh, my dad had to pay for whatever he took off the truck. <laughs> and you never had the idea to do what your father did? I couldn't reach. Oh, you mean you, you mean uh, to drive it? No, no. I, well, I, no, the first question was I was asking you could have what you wanted, but that was another question about how come you never did it. Uh, well, by the time I was able to drive, that wasn't really a thing anymore, canteen trucks. But I did. I, oh, did, I still see them. They go down to the beach and everything. Yeah, well, now they're making a comeback. But they're also, um, you know, these, these food trucks that are out there now. I, I talked about with a friend of mine opening up one of those years ago where we were going to do just grilled cheeses on a, on a, on a uh, food truck. And mm. we had all this ideas for the menu and everything. And, you know, we just never, we never had the capital to really get going with it. But it's becoming more and more affordable for people to be able to get those trucks mm. as people are trying them, failing at them, and then putting their trucks up for sale. You know, there's more opportunity there for people to give it a shot. There's always one on near the ball field here on, on Norfolk Street. You ever see that guy? I don't think I, I think have. I think he's a, a, a Spanish. Uh, oh, yeah, I have seen him across from, yeah, across from the video game store there. That's right. Yep. That's right. And he, I'll tell you, he, he makes it. Oh, yeah. He's, there's, making, he's making it over there. There's a lot of them that are doing very, very well. And there's, there's um, you know, they, they have their roots of where they can go every day. Some, some of them stay in the same place, but some of them know that they can go to this business or that business or that business, pull up in the parking lot, and all the employees come out. And so they're able to have a steady source of income without having to worry too much about, you know, am I going to be able to cover my overhead today? Mm, I saw a lot of them selling the ice cream down at the, when I go to the beach at Fort Phoenix and I haven't even been there once yet this year, but I don't even know if the truck will be there. There's times that there is no truck there. At the uh, at the Chowder Fest, they had the Lobster Love truck, which I think is out of Plymouth. And they had, I had their chowder, their lobster chowder. It was one of the best chowders I've ever had in my life. So when you when you can get a food, uh, you know, that good off of a truck, mm. there's no reason sometimes to even have a restaurant. I've always found chowder to be kind of over-salted. You find it salty? Um, it depends. I mean, I think a lot of places try to, you know, doctor it up. They try to, like, you know, get get a Blount's chowder or a Snow's chowder, and they try to, like, doctor it up to make it feel like it's different. Mm-hmm. But I can always tell when it's out of a can or a bag or when it's something somebody's made fresh. Well, now that person I just heard on your newscast that didn't claim their Powerball ticket from you, the year is running out. Yeah. Check check all your tickets. Make sure it doesn't match oh, one of yours. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I always check mine. And now t- tomorrow night, big jackpot. Oh, boy. Now, if you could win that, you could buy your truck and go around and have some fun with that. <laughs> I, I would probably buy multiple trucks. We'll have the grilled cheese one over here. We'll have this one over there. We'll have would that one over there. Would you give me a job? Give you a job? I'll give you a truck. Oh, I, I'm too old to run the whole truck. No, you can, you can handle the hiring people and all that stuff. Oh, that's too much. I, that's a headache. I just give me a job. All right. You can be the official taste tester. Uh, oh, boy. That's going to help my weight. <laughs> All, right, All right. You have a good have day. A, you too. Take care. Bye-bye. 508-996-0500. It is amazing. Because I have a lot of people on, you know, on my social media and people that I've met over the years working in the restaurant business, people who have become friends of mine who have made a go of it on their own in different ways. Most of them, you know, aim to open their own restaurant. And a lot of them have. And some of them have done it with success. Some of them have done it with some failures. But I also have noticed that there's other outlets for people that want to be in that business. Like food trucks. 
we've had a number of successful food trucks. We've had people who have started food trucks, done that for a couple of years and turned that into a brick and mortar restaurant. But we also have people who have, you know, gone into the catering business. I have a friend who runs a catering business and he runs the kitchen out of a, it's, it's a place in Wareham where they have, they sell the, uh, the malt for beers and they have a little tap room and he does the kitchen over there and they do a great job with everything. And it's a simple menu. He changes it up every week, but it's something that just him and a small staff can handle and they have a lot of success. So not everything has to be, you know, opening the next great restaurant. Not everything has to be the bear. If you've, uh, if you've been watching that show on, on uh, Hulu, FX, whatever it's on, I watch it on Hulu. But, you know, not everything has to be to that level of, you know, having to borrow a million bucks to open up a restaurant and try to get that Michelin star and all of that. No, some people are just happy to have a food truck and serve good food or a snack bar and serve good food and just make people happy. And, you know, there was an episode of the second season of The Bear where one of the characters has to learn about what it really means to serve food to people and the experience that you're trying to give them. And I was watching that saying, you know, if I had seen that episode when I was in the food service business, I might have a different opinion about my time in it. You know, as opposed to just looking back at it with a lot of negativity and a lot of frustration. You know, maybe I think about how many people I actually made their day by them coming off and starting with a breakfast that I cooked. And hopefully this is, you know, like the same thing. We call it in one of the... uh one of the bits of imaging here, breakfast for your mind. And that's what I like to think of this show as. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. Here's, here's a trivia question for you, not to win any tickets. This is not the, the 80s trivia question that we'll be sending out on the app later to win Brett Michaels tickets. No. What movie is that from? Do you remember what movie When the Going Gets Tough by Billy Ocean was in? It's, it's probably not a movie you've even thought about in 30 years. But that was from Jewel of the Nile, the sequel to Romancing the Stone, neither of which I've ever seen in their entirety. Uh, anyway, 508-996-0500. Now, next week, for those of you who get excited about this kind of stuff, I don't. Maybe I might watch a little Shark Week, but I don't really get fired up for Shark Week. Uh, for some people, it's appointment viewing. And I'll start to see it all on my social media, people saying like, don't bother me, it's Shark Week. Okay, well, I, I wasn't going to bother you anyway, but I'm glad that it's Shark Week and that you're excited. I don't get fired up for Shark Week, but I am getting fired up to help some people because in advance of Shark Week, First Citizens and the American Red Cross are inviting community members to dive in and help save lives. They're going to be holding a blood drive, a Shark Week blood drive 
Friday, July 14th from 11.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. It'll be taking place at the First Citizens Administration Building, 200 Mill Road on the third floor in Fairhaven. They want you to help them take a bite out of blood storage. Spaces are limited, though, so you want to register today to donate at redcrossblood.org slash give, and you can find all the information there. You're looking for the First Citizens Drive. And that'll be happening Friday, July 14th from 11.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the First Citizens Administration Building, 200 Mill Road in Fairhaven on the third floor. Head on out there and donate blood. Help take a bite out of blood storage. The blood shortage, not storage, Tim. Read the paper right. Help us take a bite out of blood shortage. And I listen, I like to donate blood. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all to, to donate. It doesn't bother me at all to have blood work done. I don't even barely even feel it. And I like to go to things like this where, you know, it can get some people excited and go, I wish I could be there, but unfortunately I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in Gettysburg or else I would be down there donating. So give an extra pint for me. No, don't actually do, don't actually do that. <laughs> That's not actually safe to do that. But if you weren't going to go, maybe consider going and donate that pint in my place. Don't give more than one pint. There's a reason why you can only give one at a time. Uh, and I remember, you know, there was a time when my sister-in-law was up at Boston Children's Hospital. She'd had a surgery and we went up there to visit her and parking was something like $25 to park in the garage. But we parked in the garage and I guess, you know, you're supposed to pay when you leave. And we were talking about the, the I think, Somebody asked how much it was for parking. And I said, well, I saw the sign. It says it's going to be $25. And then the nurse was like, yeah, but you know, if you go down and you donate blood in the blood center, they will give you a valet pass. I said, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go down and donate blood. And everybody's like, well, you're just going to go donate blood? I'm like, yeah, what's the big deal? Not a big deal. And I went down and donated blood and got the parking pass and two cookies and a juice box. So... To me, I would I mean I would have been happy to donate just for the two cookies and the juice box, but got the parking covered too? Yeah. The only problem is when we went back to visit her the next time, I, I couldn't give blood again, so I had to pay the twenty-five dollars. I was like, what about the other arm? They said, No, 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 it doesn't work that way. All right, well, I gotta take one more break in the hour. When we come back on the other side, we'll tell you who the winner is of today's pair of tickets to see Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. It is happening from July 21st to the 30th at the Zyterian. It is a production of the New Bedford Festival Theater. You can get your tickets at Zyterian.org or you can win tickets by entering right now at WBSM.com or on the app. If you get your name in there during the course of the commercial break, you might be in for today's drawing. If not for today, you'll definitely be in it for the rest of the week. So we'll pull that name when we come back in just a few moments. <laughs>
that song. I love Huey Lewis in the news. So good. Anyway, we uh, we have about a minute left here before we're going to be going into the newsroom. We'll get all the national and international headlines from ABC News, all the South Coast news from Adam Bass in the WBSM newsroom. But want to announce our winner of today's pair of tickets to see Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at the Zyterian. Uh, today's winner is Susan Lister. So, Susan, pay attention to your email. You will get an email from Casey that will have all the information there for you to fill out uh, to send back to her. And then she will take care of getting you your tickets to see Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Again, you can get your tickets right now at Zyterian.org. Or if you want to keep entering to win, you can enter to win at WBSM.com or on the app. And remember, once you enter one time for each contest, you're in there. So you don't have to enter multiple times. You're in there. So we'll even though we're going to draw a different name, for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.